Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where like we do every single week, we're going to discuss if you should send those nudes or not. Uh, I know you're thinking about it. You're debating. Mm-hmm. Should I click send? Uh, Josh, what do you think? Send the nudes. Um, are you married? If not, uh, it's going to be used against you, so don't do it. <laughs> All right, that seems like good advice. Ron, what do you got for us? I think it depends on what you have to work with, you know, like that. That's you really you know, only, only remember, Ron, this is the PG podcast. This is a pretty funny thing to go off the top of Cody here. Anybody who knows me knows the chances of me actually sending nudes are pretty much 0% chance. Uh, yeah, that's probably the least of my worries in terms of dumb things I could ever do, but I wouldn't send them. Yeah, but, but how does, does anyone get people to look at their grindo profile if they don't put their? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think there's a debate to be made, but we're not going to have that debate because we are the Marvel stuff podcast, and we're going to talk about all things Marvel, uh, yep. which was originally going to be just a list of uh, like a little Halloween special, but we got blessed with an Ant Man trailer dropping. Good thing we did this thing a day late. Um, yeah, this is the last um, Mon- Monday live Tuesday episode. We accommodated to our schedules and the House of Dragon coming out on uh, Sunday nights. So we'll we'll be back to the regular scheduled Monday program starting next week. Yep, but this time it worked out because Ant-Man dropped a new trailer. So we'll get a chance to talk about that. And then, of course, we do have a little breaking down our fears uh, for a little Halloween special after this. So get to... So learn what we're scared of. Good things. Is it kittens? Is it chocolate? I don't know. So we'll find out. But uh, no, neither of those things. I can confidently no. say it's neither of those. Those things are both delicious. <laughs> All right. Let's do this thing. Ant-Man trailer. Uh, we've been caught up sort of in the, the, the Wakanda coming up and all its hype. And uh, this sort of snuck up on me a little bit. I, I kind of forgot that it was about that time that it was sort of time for a trailer to come out it makes sense did it move the needle did anyone get excited for it did anyone like oh yeah i forgot now i'm pumped for this now uh it didn't move a needle for me i'm gonna be honest it it seems like it's gonna be another ant-man and wasp movie i'm of the opinion that each of them is worth a good watch maybe two and then you kind of just move on with the uh with the mcu that's how i felt so far love paul rudd i don't think the jokes are that funny a second time so Maybe this will be different, but uh, I'm excited for Bill Murray. That's that's an interesting MCU casting that we got to see a peek of in this trailer here. I w- we'll get to it. I want to know your guys' opinion on the uh, recasting in Marvel in general. I think I think that's a discussion we should have after we talk about this trailer here because there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, fair Are enough. you referring to Cassie Lang? Did she get recast again? Yes, that's just the uh, one. But also, okay. General Ross got recast. Chichala yeah, 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 didn't yeah. get recast. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it's an art era. You could do a whole podcast on that, probably. If you, want I know, to. I'm going to. <laughs> Maybe um, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll I'll add that to the Black Panther. Uh, yeah, one I already have uh, planned. We'll leave that alone. Black Panther week. Um, I think hmm, it moved the needle for me in some ways, but not others. Um, I 
feel like in some ways it seems a little bit too different than the past two Ant-Mans. And I, I love the first one. Don't I feel like they're Andrew jumping Wasp. the shark a little bit going into Quantumania like completely. Because the first one was very much like a fun heist movie with the idea of a quantum realm, but not actually exploring it. The second movie, we got our toes wet, but this movie seems like it's it's very much going into full blast. We're in the quantum realm for 70% of the movie, I would say. And uh, yeah. is that something people, people want to see? I don't hate that because explore weird places and weird things. And I think if you're going to do that, like an anime movie is the greatest spot to do it. Um, and that part I did like, um, what are your thoughts coach? I just don't care. I so, I so don't care about the quantum realm that it's, it's, it's unbelievable how little I care about it. If I'm being honest with you, I like Kang. I think that's cool. That's probably the only reason other than this podcast that I would watch it. So I'm all for that. I, like you said, I feel like it, it didn't feel like Paul Rudd was funny in the trailer at all. It just seems weird. It seems disconnected. It doesn't seem like I want it to. I don't super care about like they're being lost. Like, what does that even mean? It doesn't even look like the same quantum realm. That we it doesn't. It lo- I, I noted that as well. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like it was. Yeah. I think this would have moved the needle more if we did not have any idea ahead of time that King would be in this movie. I think Marvel has tried to hype up things so much that they release a lot of information before trailers come out. And I think now when I watch trailers in general, like if it loses the impact right now, can we just acknowledge Ant-Man is mid, like everything about Ant-Man and his movies, it's mid tier. Ant-Man the Wasp is absolute garbage. I really like Ant-Man. I like the first Ant-Man. He is fine at best. He's no one's favorite Avenger. Don't at me. (laughs) True. True. Um, I think I love him in Endgame. I think he plays well off of other characters. I think he's a better... Maybe yeah, he's still a good character. actor. I just don't care about the character. Yeah, I think he's a better supporting character than he is um, as a protagonist. The most interesting thing about this trailer to me is like, what is his life look now? Now that he is his status as an Avenger, right? We already know that he like has a podcast, uh, but that is reliant upon like his relationship with the other Avengers. That to me is almost more interesting. Uh, I don't buy that people. I don't buy that people in the MCU where these characters are actually real and have saved half the people in the entire universe uh, i don't buy that people wouldn't know the difference between ant-man and spider-man i don't buy it <laughs> it's a dumb joke yeah i mean i feel like I've, i pointed out all the time that it's we have exactly what you said we already have like huge celebrities the idea that like someone who has literally superpowers and has saved our universe wouldn't all be the most famous most known things ever is like a ridiculous leap in logic it's just not not how it works so it's it's fine i don't care that much but back to this trailer i think the family the family dynamic might be something people care about does anyone care about this family do you care about the the mom's back now and it makes it even harder one ron you can ignore that message it was just me doing editing things (laughs) and uh this family i don't necessarily buy his relationship with wasp that much they don't have that much chemistry in what i've seen from these two characters i don't love that. It, I like the actress that took over the role of Cassie more than the previous one, but that makes their feel like that there's another disconnect there that it's just like, not only are we talking about a character that we've kind of don't super care about other than the fact that she's Ant-Man's daughter. And then we're going to try and turn her into like a main character. So we recast her because she has better acting chops. And I get that it's, it's the studio decision and it makes a lot of sense. 
but yeah, you're right. I, I feel disconnected from this whole family dynamic completely. My favorite part of the last two anime movies is him bickering with Michael Douglas yep, and him hanging out with his buddies. That's characters something. That are, characters that aren't superheroes. I don't think a lot of his friends are in this. Um, the guy from the, the Suicide Squad. Forget the Daniel the Smolchin. He's not. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. He's not in this confirmed. Uh, Michael Pena has been quiet. I don't know if he's in it or not. T.I.'s not in it for other reasons. Anyway. Those are my favorite things about the last two movies. Uh, I don't know how much of that we're going to get. David Dismulsion. In this. Yeah, it's it's tough. And it's... You have to really be invested in the like superhero-ness of it. Like, I think this is going to be the kind of movie that, like... I think people might like more than I will because it's it's got Kang and it's like, well, what's it mean for the universe? And, what's, and some people are really, really into that part of the MCU. Um, I Yeah, I think we... Not. We have to acknowledge that this is some next level stuff that it doesn't feel like it's in within our realm of what we love to see out of comic book movies as a, as a collective unit, the three of us here, it just, it, it, it feels a little outside of what we've shown interest in. It doesn't necessarily make it like mean it's going to be bad. It's just not going to be for me from what I can tell from this trailer. Obviously I'm going to watch it and I'll be happily surprised pleasantly surprised but i don't, I don't think it's gonna happen i think it i think it'll be better than we think it's gonna be it could be great the science fiction weirdness i'm all about that and other properties that's um, true you're I'm a star the, I'm, theori- I'm theoretically all about that in an mcu film the question is will the world building be good enough of the quantum realm will kang be interesting enough and in the movie enough i think if you do some of those things well great but from where we are coming from having just seen two ant-man films they're both kind of similar in tone and they just throw this trailer out we already know kang was in it the quantum realm itself means nothing to us. It's kind of hard for us to, from this trailer to get pumped for this movie. Yeah, I guess I'm a little excited to find out like what society is in the quantum realm. Like, is it going to make any sort of sense? To me, it almost seems like it's not going to have any sort of flow to it, and that's going to bug me. But I don't know. I don't even know what Kang wants. I think that's an interesting little to aside. conquer. No, that's <laughs> to conquer. But he's got to have more interesting motivation. No, I'm, kidding, there, right? I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll see so if this is uh, this whole movie set up King. Great, like yeah. well, Loki did like the very introduction of the character and this this actor. If you guys didn't see the Creed three trailer, he's looking super jacked. I just wanted to make a side comment down mm-hmm. that uh, he's a, he's a big handsome dude and uh, you Boulder know shoulders. Hollywood actor. He put on twenty pounds, I think, from where he was before, and he's already a pretty he, strong yeah, guy. He's so, a, he looks ridiculous in those movie posters. I need to get I need to get a Marvel job and get paid to put on twenty pounds. That sounds great. <laughs> it's not that easy. A lot of a lot of working out. Oh, I know. But if you were to give me ten million dollars, they get paid a lot of money to do it. Though it's right. kind of like the That's best deal ever. Like, can we acknowledge that Chris Pratt kind of just like lucked out? He went from like the schlubby fat guy who's like cast in one Marvel film, and now he's like the new action star, and he's super ripped and handsome. Like, <laughs> he worked out I for him. Well, he's also Mario, so. Ooh, yeah, yeah well, that's not his body. That's his voice, Ooh. and it's fine. You know, people are people are butthurt about that. That's a different podcast. I don't care enough, so leave it alone. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, we should just we should get so into the weeds that we just talk about every time any Marvel actor is in anything else. That's the thing is it's it. impossible now because everybody's been in everything. We have a former Catwoman in this one. Yeah, just saying. I got Michelle Pfeiffer. Six degrees, six degrees separation. It's or, uh, of uh, Kevin Bacon. It's like oh. two degrees of Marvel. Well, Kevin Bacon was that. in an X Men movie, so oh, let's, no. let's Wait, just stop now. Didn't we just we saw somebody else in this trailer, didn't we? Who did we see? You talking about Bill Murray? 
Yes, thank you. I said that already. Yeah, I said it. Are we surprised that he's in this trailer given the misconduct (laughs) allegations about him? I was. I was actually surprised he was in this movie. Like like the trailer itself. I don't know enough about the story. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's still delivering. I feel like there's allegations everywhere. I don't know enough about the story to. Neither do I. That's why I'm like, yeah, he's he's still so far within the good graces of society as a whole on the face. I don't know how well that's going to yeah, work no, out for him because be, I don't know anything I'll, about the story. I'll be fine. You know, uh, I have no idea. doesn't matter. We don't Pro- even talk about probably it. In a, probably in a few scenes, probably be like Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, you're probably he's Jeff funny. Goldblum level is probably, which is good. I think Jeff Goldblum is a good part of that. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to say about the Ant-Man trailer. I think once we get past Wakanda, we can really start to sink our teeth into what the movie's actually about. I think it'll be a more interesting discussion. But for now, it had a trailer, and it just, I don't. I think we all agree it didn't really move the needle in any direction. Uh, partially, like Ron said, because we just knew so much about it that the trailer like gave us nothing new. I feel like I was more excited to watch Black Widow than I am to watch this movie. So that's, that's true. But then I didn't love Black Widow, so that yeah, was okay. We'll uh, let's jump into some Halloween stuff. We did uh, we did have a little bit of a little bit of Halloween prep. I think yes, last we year we did our top ten favorite scary movies. Um, and, and we did spooky stuff podcast, spooky and then stuff. released it on Monday, November first. So it wasn't exactly Ooh, Halloween perfect timing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's 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 dive into this. We have uh, we're just going to talk about our fears, some MCU fears, and uh, some real life fears. So you guys get to know us a little bit more, a little more fun. Um, it is it is Halloween. It is time for some spooky, scary stuff. So we're kind of yep. just going to do this as sort of a round robin, sort of free open discussion. We'll start with a a little bit of talk about some MCU fears, and then we'll we'll all get a chance to list a fear of our own. Maybe we'll discuss and make fun of each other if it feels necessary to make fun of Ron. <laughs> of course, uh, that is why it's for sure going to happen. We're going to roast so, Ron, and he doesn't even sure have to say happen. anything. He just showed up. But does anyone anyone have anything about the MCU specifically they want to start with? They feel like this is a fear that is legitimate and it's only worse yeah, thing in the holidays. I'll kick it off. Um, I kind of teased it in both uh, Gotham City Rogues podcast and at the beginning of this one. I'm afraid this is this the MCU is going to get too expansive. It, we, like we said, the, this has been built to be something huge. There's been nothing like it in the history of anything. And it, it just going to, if it keeps ballooning, then it's going to dilute. It's, it, it already feels like it's going toward that direction. There's things that I still absolutely love about the MCU, but then there's some things that I'm just like, could we have gone without that? Probably, but here we are and we have it. I'm not upset that I get more Marvel stuff, but it's, it's going to keep happening. They're, they're making new movies, new shows all the time, focusing on different characters that people are caring less and less about. You already brought out your, your, you know, major characters aside from the X-Men and we know they're on their way. So after that, it's like we got the fantastic four and then who else is left to really kind of take on this MCU challenge. Yeah. And it, uh, do, does, do we feel like it has to stay connected? Can we eventually bust the universe and just be like, here's a Marvel movie that's not in the MCU. Uh, yeah. I, I put the same thing. Um, this is my number one MCU fear. Uh, I actually counted the other day when I was on a long drive and I was very bored how many like superheroes the MCU has. Uh, like I think Endgame had like two you dozen in it. Quick Google, uh, you know, you didn't have to actually physically count. Well, I was all, driving but... and I it was, was, was bored. He said he was bored. Okay, right? fair enough. You uh, just asked Siri, but so, sure. Do so Endgame thing. had two. Endgame had two dozen, uh, and I think we're up to like in the forties now, and that's without 
the Fantastic Four, X-Men, Blade, right? Yep. Um, and I think Phase Four has had a lot of criticism for it being kind of directionless. I think there's a few reasons for that. Uh, I think one of them is that, um, you know, Phase One, we had all the Avengers that came together after one it movie, was, right? Like the second time we saw them, other than I'm Iron with Man. You. I know During exactly the movie where together, you're going. Yeah. Right. Phase two, it was like continuing their journeys. Like they all spent time together as the Avengers. How did that impact them moving forward? Right. And then phase three is like, hey, fast forward to Thanos. He's coming. We'll take the Guardians of the Galaxy combined with the Avengers. That was the pitch for Infinity War. And now it's like, what is Avengers five going to be like five different teams? Like, That's I'm almost the interesting like, thing. Phase four isn't even ending with an Avengers moving. It's, it's not. ending. It, what are we doing guys it's not, like, i almost don't want them to introduce the x-men right now i almost want x-men to be phase seven eight nine because it's like that gives me more things to look forward to down the road it feels we always talk about mcu is like a tv show right like a tv show itself like tv shows you have the ability to like weave different characters and storylines in and out um except that in the mcu right now i think my big the biggest reason that also phase four feels weird is in tv shows or continuing storylines in general, right? Book series, whatever. You have continuing plot that builds on each other. The problem is the MCU is kind of built around just constantly introducing new characters, not yeah. like actual plot progression. And so like, it's almost like they're sitting in a room and rather than thinking like, hey, where would be a cool direction to take the universe? They're sitting around and their first priority is like, how can we introduce a billion characters? Uh, and it, and I think we've always said, oh, it's going to be too many. Infinity War is going to be too many, right? We've always thought, like, at one point we thought Civil War would be too many characters, right? It wasn't. No, but it was awesome. at some point you hit too many, right? Like, we all know if there was 500 characters, it'd be too many. If there was 300, it'd be too many. If there's 100 uh, yeah. in the next Avengers movie, it's too many. At some point it's going to be too many. And it feels like the fact that Ant-Man, who at this point is a major Avenger, isn't in Phase 4 at all. Like, to me, it's because, like, there's just not, there's not space. Um and it's uh, like, what are the major dynamics between potential Avengers characters? There's not any. Like, Doctor Strange Spider Man was a great dynamic, uh, but Doctor Strange doesn't know who Peter Parker even is anymore, right? So it's like, when you get the new Avengers team together, are we going to care about the relationships? I don't I know. Think if I think the way, That's my a way to look at it is like how many sequels were in phase four compared to new projects. So it's just, we're no longer focusing on the development of characters we already have. I can understand because some of them have been playing the characters for 10 years. Like we can give Robert Downey and Chris Evans a pass. It's fine. We, you know, you did your work and we appreciate you. But at the same time, we've got a lot of characters that have shown up and haven't been developed entirely yet. So yeah, I'm with you, Ron. It's it's there's, I mean, I guess this was my point. So you're with me, but (laughs) coach, what are your thoughts? Coach has been silent. So I'm curious to what extent he does or does not agree. I super disagree. This is not on my list. It's not even close to my list. And wow. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Uh, in one simple reason, not everything has to be good. I think if you think about Marvel as every project has to be good, then yes, it's going to get too diluted. It's probably already there, but not everything has to be good. I don't have to like Ant Man. I don't have mm, to like this Coach. Show. I'm gonna push back on you. X Men. There, there was it was hit or miss forever, and people just that, wanted that universe to die. We're nowhere near that. We're nowhere near that percentage. The percentage is still absolutely. They front loaded it. Things, yeah, it's are true. Very, 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 very good. You can and only say most things. because there's so many of them, though. <laughs> it's like yeah, but that okay, was coach. The same ratio back in phase two. Coach, what's the thing that you have said is the best part about the MCU that's never been done before? You always say it. I don't know what what the, the, the fact that you have this whole interconnected universe of all these characters oh, have yeah, their own yeah. movies and shows and come together. Are they able to do that with all the characters we're having now? I don't know if they are. 
I brought that up in previous podcasts. Like the fact that well, the Avengers just... has to be divided into two movies because the Avengers are too big at this point. I think to go off what you just said, Ron, you said, oh, I don't know if I there's any fun connections or anything. Well, there was no fun connections going into Avengers 1. They created fun connections. Yeah, but there were six I, people in that movie. <laughs> that I yeah, you got you got to acknowledge the, you guys, the you're ratio. Thinking about the whole universe as just the Avengers movies that come out once a year. Yeah, I I think of the universe as Shang Chi comes out. I love it. I think of it as the new Black Panther comes out. I'm excited for it. I think as individual projects, I still think every single year there are five to six things that I'm really excited about. That are really good. How and many payoffs? Aren't though? Doing, uh, recently, how many payoff? Most, I would say. You'd most say things. most. Okay. I mean, uh, there's there's a push there. I mean, I'm I not watched, saying I agree. I think of everything I've watched this year, I would say most of it has been things I've really really enjoyed. Um, the most recent one being one that was like okay. So I think it, it feels well. A little different. Yeah, I mean, the Ant Man trailer I think doesn't help my argument. No, and the lot. fact that we had two, I don't know if you want to call them whiffs, but Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk essentially back to back. I love Ms. Marvel, so. I know you do, and I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying consensus is they're on a downtick, and Spider-Man spiked it back up to unimaginable heights. Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness was what it was expected to be, but then they missed with Thor. They missed with Ms. Okay. Marvel. They no, missed with She-Hulk. They missed with What no, If. There's a fear. lot. Here's my fear. I'll say the... I'll say my non-fear first. Best case scenario, Avengers 5 doesn't force a lot of these characters in it, and there's a bunch of people that aren't in that movie. Like at all. Yep. Oh, like, I hope for instance, that. I so if the Thunderbolts, that. and if the Guardians, and if a Defenders-like characters, or whoever, I don't know, there's a bunch of characters that we have in the MCU that don't show up in that movie, but they show up in the movie down the road after that that like deals with the fallout of it, that's fine. If they're going to do that, great. If Avengers 5 and 6 ends up being... 40 something characters around, which I could see being at least a possibility, uh, especially with Secret Wars. That to me, I think will have the same problem that the Game of Thrones show had, which is you have all these characters, they have their own plot lines, they expand out, they come back together, and you like got to cram in all of the interactions because there's just so many things. And I guess that's my fear is that like there will be a need to bring all these characters together in some epic, big battle to end all time at the end of Secret Wars. And it's actually just going to be too much. I, I guess that's my, that, my fear. That, to me, that's a different fear than do I think that MCU is getting too big for its own britches? No, I don't, because I don't I don't have the need for everything to be an A plus. Because, but it feels like everything is at least a B for my taste anyway. So, I suppose to Josh's point, there is a fear that it gets less popular, and so eventually stops getting made. But it we're so far away from that. that I'm we're far away from that. No, I just, I'm afraid that they're going to feel the need to bring on these characters together. So at some point, and it's, it's going to be like too much. It's going to be like, they have to put up imaginary lines or established lines here soon. I think, I think that's one of the things the Netflix shows benefited from was you knew it was marginally set in the MCU, but you were never expecting captain America to show up in daredevil. When in current TV shows, that's all we talk about. Even on this podcast, we were speculating like who would be a cool cameo in this one and who would be a cool cameo in that one. When it's like we could just not do some cameos, have them feel like they're over here. I I like the idea of an overarching universe. I don't like the interplay of too many characters because it feels forced. 
It depends. I think that, like I said, that's, but that's why it's not my fear because of Moon Knight exists. Um, and it didn't have to do that. Um, because a Captain America kind of didn't have to do that. It just had its two main characters and it didn't really have to do anything else. It was still a very good show. I think there are shows like She Hulk that sort of need that sort of cameo ness to them. So it's, yes, it's it was fine in She Hulk. It's fine. It was fine in She Hulk. Um, she Hulk had all the cameos, which I you know I appreciate because I got some yeah. of my favorite characters. And again. this this is a fear that I could easily see not coming true if 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 you know the Fantastic Four and X Men and Thunderbolts and the Guardians are not in Avengers five and six, then this fear is totally unfounded. If they're all in both those movies, like the universe is screwed. I agree. If you try to yeah. try to, but I think that's more of a, a fear for the those movies specifically. The reason it's my fear is because co- the comics. A lot of the fears I have with the MCU are the same fears that happened in comic books, which is like characters coming back to life. Too many characters. Like comics went that way eventually, and they could see they're a world in which the MCU goes. I know there's still nothing's changed. Uh, I could see a world in which the things I love with the MCU, as opposed to comics, happen. That's I guess that's my fear, right? There's comic books I read. Like I'm a big Batman fan, and I read some Batman comic books where it's like there's. 60 something characters I know. Well, pages, and I can't keep track literally, of it and you're not, yeah I read comic books religiously like that's one of my things and there's a reason that comic book universes have to reboot every 10 to 15 years and in DC's case it's like every you know 5, five years but it's, it's, not, it's actually not that bad yeah. the current one has been around for quite a while but at the same time it's just you can only take the characters so far introduce so many before you have to bring in yeah. a new regime but here's the big difference Comic books have to get released all the time. We get years between movies, like years. But between isn't that movies. also kind of a problem when? No, it's what? What? Been. Yeah, but when's the next time we're gonna see? Like, I don't know. Daredevil was, you know, he's my one of my favorite characters. It, it he didn't show like up a long forever. Time. It seems like a long time, but if you really think about it, like how long is it between a John Wick one and a John Wick two? It's still like three years between movies even though they're not part of it it feels longer because there's more in between it but the real time we're waiting between a thor movie and a thor movie is roughly the same amount of time you would wait for any sequel to any movie uh i would say doctor strange one and doctor strange two and was a solid five years which is a long time in the comic book world that's a little long yeah but he was he was also in other movies between avengers whereas you wouldn't get he was i think i think my issue is that the universe seems to be built upon adding characters instead of I agree with this. This is planned out plot lines, right? Um, like the reality is, there was a whole thing that came out about how Kevin Foggy tried to get the Russo brothers to think about, like, do you just kill off all the LG Avengers in Endgame, right? Like that shows you how little of a plan they have to some extent, even for the characters. I think the MCU is in some ways built so much on just introducing characters that it's like maybe they need to slow down. We've still bit, got know? characters being introduced that are on the curt tails of Iron Man. Like right now we've got Iron Heart incoming. She is never going to meet Tony Stark. Yet that is a key part of her origin. So it's, I just think like slow down. Like this could be a universe for 20 more years. I do agree. So like pump the brakes a bit. I'm fine if we get three or four shows a year, four movies a year. You have more interplay among As long as they're all bangers. Yeah. Yeah, as long as they're all bangers. But it's to Ron's point, it depends on what their plan is to use them. If Miss Marvel is going to exist just in her show, the Captain Marvel movie, and that's kind of it, great. I think it was a good job to introduce her. But if you introduced her because you need her to be in Secret Wars and you need, you know, the Captain America and the fake Captain America and Bucky, who's not Captain America, they all need to also be in it. And every character you're introducing has to be in these movies. That's a problem. 
I think there's no way that Miss Marvel's not in one of those two movies. Like we talked about how big that show is in terms of representation. So then like have that character just around for two things, like actually feels like a disservice to that community. Um, Maybe. And she's but... a great character, right? So I think that like, until we get to a point where they can show like, Oh, we'll, we'll use a character and then like, uh, whatever. Yeah, Maybe Moon Knight like, might not be. In it, has to, it has to be important to the character because if you just throw them in because they represent a certain section of society, that would be that's just Ms. being Mar- the token. I think Miss Marvel's a bad example because I think she will fit in and it makes sense. Moon Knight's, Moon, Knight. Moon Knight's probably the best example you can come up with of a superhero that might not ever intersect, or maybe like Werewolf of Night would be another example. Yeah, exactly. Also yeah. Some. Did they introduce her because they need her to be in a bunch of things, or is she just going to have one more show maybe someday? Uh, but anyway, all right. Um, yeah, that was a long one on that one. So, we should but that's a big one. That's a big. That's a big one. I knew that was a big one. I knew uh, it's so, good that we shared it too. So I'm glad that it came up. I thought it was a good discussion. So let's uh, let's transition into so let's do. I'll do a round. We'll take a breather. Let's do a round of our own our own Personal real ones. life fears. I like we're, it. We're, we're, it's coming up in Halloween, and we're really scary. Um, I sort of took death off the table for for everyone because I think that's encompassed in a lot of. You actually fears. didn't say that, but that uh, wasn't one of mine anyway, so it's fine. So just listing. I mean, just, I didn't actually yeah. make a list. That's he the thing me I meant to, and I haven't yet. He told me that. Then the question becomes: Did you tell me that and not Josh? Because you think I'd be afraid of death, and Josh isn't. Well, that's because they would definitely would have made my list. Uh, but I think a lot of things would. I think so. My number one. I'll start with my number one fear because I don't know how long we'll get to to chat around it. My literal number one fear in life is the anxiety that is created when like I'm being blamed for something that I did not do. Like I, I'll give an example. I was at work and this, one of the ladies who work at our shop got like a note from someone. It was like a mean note. It was just a mean note that she got about like, Oh, you already told you how to do this. This is so stupid. And like my boss calls me and he's like, did you leave? Did you leave Tori a mean note? I was like, no, I didn't leave me a joke. Well, she sure thinks you did, and now everyone's pissed. And like my entire life was just drained from my face. I knew I didn't do anything wrong. I knew I didn't write this letter, but like I had, I was like in my head, how do I prove that I didn't write this letter? Because that is just as a huge. Mm-hmm. Fear. Well, you I could show them your kindergarten handwriting. That would help. That's definitely what I. That's not what I said. <laughs> if you've seen my handwriting, you know for a fact. You're like, if I wrote people, that note, yeah. No one would be able to read it anyway. But um, that's, yeah, that's a huge fear of mine. I hate it. Yeah. I, I like that one. I got a show wreck for you that you're absolutely going to hate, and you should watch it because me and Dominic just watched it. My, Dominic's my wife. Uh, the Night of on HBO Max. It, it won a bunch of Emmys and Ooh, stuff. Yep. It's really no, good. No chance. <laughs> so he wrongly blamed for murder, I believe. Uh-huh. Coach, I am sorry. I We've talked about this before. We talked about this last time I saw you, um, and I know enough about your life to to know – like why that's one of your biggest fears and just like the anxiety that that creates in so many types of situations, right? Like I get anxious about like, the what, if someone thinks I, what if someone thinks I stole a candy bar from a store and I didn't? And it's like, for me, it's like, well, that's a stupid fear, but you just gave an example of like a Guys, real life scenario. Which that I have the solution. Just do everything you get blamed for, whether you did it or not. Cause then you got the chance to do <laughs> that, it. I mean, partially I do I think would, that like, I, I would currently be an arsonist if that was a case. You should have left her another second note that was even have. crappier than the first note, <laughs> and then she'll know that it wasn't you the first time. They um, did find out who wrote the note, though. For the record. Yes, so but but here's the problem with that fear too: is that like even if you get unblamed, it still then makes you afraid of that kind of thing happening in the future. Yep. 
That's true. It's not like, oh, everything went fine. Like, I'm great. I'm in the clear. Like, the anxiety still persists. That's a weird. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see where you're coming from there. I, I think I care so little about what other people think a lot of the time. And I'm just like, Oh, you think I left it out? Yeah, but if I like, if I, I mean, like, I'll deny it, fired. but I'm not going to do anything beyond that. Be like, ah, yeah, didn't you get fired for that. That sucks. Yeah, That's if I get fired for that, or if like, if I'm going to jail, like you said, I would, if I murder someone and I go to jail, I'm like, I knew that when I murdered him. But if I go to jail for some murder I didn't do, go murder someone like, else. I'm just Duh. stuck in here and I have no way out of it. That's terrifying. All right, Josh, go ahead uh mine is not in so much uh, a way of like you're 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 describing a different type of fear so i'll just i've got i don't want to I, I have ones of both, both okay types. the one that i that comes to mind for me uh razor blades and mm. needles and yeah, like surgical knives. knives and stuff i mean i got tattoos you know what i mean by needle like needle needle it's just like you're giving plasma like that kind of I, thing. I, I I've given plasma many times and I could never oh, okay. look at my arm when it yeah, was no, doing it. I, was, I, can't I can't do it. Do it. it 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 gives me the skeeves. I don't know if you want to call it. Uh, if you want to call we just it. Talk a fear? about how poor our podcast is. That we all get plasma like clowns. <laughs> okay, for the record, no, I still do it. I still give. I haven't done that in five years. It was to survive living on uh, campus. Uh, it's in there an apartment at college. My, but yeah. my mark's still fresh. Too poor. We're all too poor. That's fine. That's, I mean, that's uh, that's just a fact. But yeah, no, just the the whole. I mean, I I genuinely think if I didn't have this fear, I could have done pretty well in like a medical field. But just the idea of things puncturing, entering where they're not supposed to, like watching it, makes me super uncomfortable. Like anytime you have a like a heroin scene in a show or a movie, I have to look away, even though those are fake needles. I can't do it. It won't. It won't. I, I can't do it. And I don't think I agree. But I am right. afraid of things that are sharper than they like appear. Like like you said, like a like a like a surgical thing. It just seems like it wouldn't be that sharp, and you could just like drop it and like cut your arm. That freaks me out a little bit. It's not that so much because yeah, it's just like razor braids has a negative. They have a negative connotation that I'm sure anyone can like pick up on. So just the idea of razor blades in general just give me this cue. I'm like, hey, it's not for me, dude. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> All right, no, Ryan, go ahead. That story reminds me of when my dad told me that uh, he had a phlebotomist at one point that was afraid of needles and the guy was terrible at his job. My dad was like, you should find a different career field. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll dive into, I think I probably have some top fears. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say here. They're more for therapy, but I'll, I'll give the top one that, <laughs> that one I feel vulnerable talking, vulnerable of talking about, but also that I think uh, would make sense. Wait, preface this, preface this. Can, can we roast you for this one? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, fact, I know coach. Is, I know coach is going to roast me for this one for sure. I mean, I don't uh, want to be insensitive, but also I'm. My, no, 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 absolutely can. Um, <laughs> this my my one of my fears in life is that um, my best possibilities in terms of like the type of life that I had, um, structurally, community-wise, locationally, um, in terms of those things, the best possible scenarios I had for that in terms of dating are behind me. Um, oh, so, so it's, I, it's, like, it's like one of those fears that are like true though. Like it's like you're, you're getting all the thing in the dating pool shrinking. That well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like, I went to a, a, a Christian college, like a Christian, went to a Christian college, like worked in a bunch of ministries, lived in Grand Rivers, Michigan, went to a church with like a big young adult group. And like, for one reason or another, blew a lot of those opportunities to date women there that I was interested in. And now that I live in Colorado, um, Colorado Springs is a community where people are in and out a lot quicker. 
Uh, a lot of my friends are younger than me. Uh, I'm not um, as baked into so many of those different types of communities where it's like, I didn't go to school here. Like I haven't had some of the same types of jobs. I haven't found any churches that are that big with young adult groups. Isn't that marginally um, freeing though? Now that you no longer have the pressure to. No, no. If you look at the graph of like, of my dateability versus like options, like the more dateable I feel like I get, the older I get, the like more my options go down. And so it almost feels like I had a window in there a few years ago that I like missed the boat on. Um, yeah, your fear is being actively realized at all points. Not you'll be fine. That's you'll do great, Ron. I have confidence. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a fear that like I just find the right person and it doesn't matter anymore, right? But um, you're not going old know. enough. You need to go to a retirement home where their best days are behind them, and then just mm. like get them for all their money. That's the way to do they're it right really, now. They're really loving you. Got to you got to ring in the cash now, and then you're like the cash daddy for the future girls that you date. That's, These are, that's advice this way. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good yeah. advice, but it's definitely a plan. It, it, it is advice. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I figured coaches right, would arrest me more for that. No, I mean it's it's just this is the way it is, Ron. You you had your shot, you suck, but you can always do that <laughs> and, and stuck here, I guess. The podcast will help. We get this podcast a little more popular. Oh uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, to be issue. fair this is not a, like we our female viewership it's somewhere like 37 percent. we're pretty it's like not good high, for a nerd actually. podcast yeah it's surprising high given the amount of times that it's just like two to three dudes on a screen yeah yeah no yeah we've had a total of like four female guests and yeah that's that's how it goes <laughs> it's okay though obviously less than attractive men as well it's, but it is what it is we have had a lot of pretty hey, speak like for yourself coach okay looking dudes yeah, We're know, you, you could pull off you could pull off a the ugly Jamie Lannister for sure. I think there's no doubt. Oh, yeah. Halloween costume. I'd be fine with ugly Jamie Lannister. That's fine. It'd be he's hard to be hot, Jamie he's Lannister. He's a ten. I'd be like a seven. Like that's okay. Nah, that's all right. Little shooting little for the nice, stars, but... eh? No, yeah. All right, let's get back in the in the world of MCU. Uh, Josh you gave us a good discussion last time. You got something for us this time around? Well, MCU. Um, I do. Um, I have a I have a um. I'm going to give a very specific fear that I think probably only I have that probably won't be as long mm, of a discussion. Interesting. Um, I'm afraid that the MCU is never going to use Mortos full potential. Um, so specifically that's, when I say that's that, that's a niche one. That it's is a niche so one. niche. It's a niche one. The reason I bring it up is because it's the thing about multiverse of madness that frustrated me the most because I spent five years waiting for like a Mordo. Yeah. Mordo payoff because that, Post-credit scene is still one of my favorite post-credit scenes. I think Mordo's okay. arc in that movie is great. I think we all left that movie being like, well, that's dumb. He was mad that Doctor Strange like saved the whole like world. Um, but in phase four, it's like, well, with other, you know, universes in, in the multiverse, fairness, maybe Mordo was right. Right. The guy so, in the multiverse was not. He was a variant of Mordo. Our Mordo is still alive and kicking. No, and I'm sure he he'll is. do some messed up stuff later. I'm not 100 convinced. They probably almost killed him in the multiverse of madness. Um, Did you? Yeah, they had. They filmed in everything. Yeah. That, so uh, and, and they and they backtracked on that, but the fact that they got so close to actually just killing the OG variant, uh, interesting to me, makes it feel around. like. They see like shiny new thing, like oh Wanda, like and they're like oh screw that other thing we had, and it's like oh how about you just do both, you know? Um, that fits in with my fear of like the constantly introducing new characters. Like you have a cool story thread from a previous set of movies, like continue it, like a TV show probably would. Don't just like bury I it. For I have the opposite fear. I fear that they will bring Mordo back ever because I just don't ever want to see him again. I don't care. 
Malvin. You didn't find yeah. him interesting at all? It's Not a shorter a discussion. His I, philosophical I think differences. I think he'll make a good antagonist for one more movie. I don't see him as like the ultimate power threat in future things, oh, no. but there are a lot of like magic users users within the MCU. So I can understand why they considered it. I'm glad they didn't follow through with it because Mordo is one of those guys that is like, well, how many people can really rain ta- terror on Carmitage other than Wanda? I didn't say he had to be the main villain of another movie. I just think like, I, this is an overarching fear in general that like the MCU sometimes does interesting character things. And then like, doesn't follow through on them. that's the problem with them. that's another thing that you can even relate to the first discussion is like there's so many characters that these b and c listers are left behind in the dust and it's like hey maybe you'll have that's, a payoff in seven years maybe not that's why they're b and c listers you know what i mean the the, the backup doesn't get to get in the game i'm fine with it I, justin hammer's I making his way back and he's another one of those weird guys hey, I, like, we have, I, we I, have, I, don't, I wish he wasn't I, he's not interested. I love I Justin Hammer. I love he's great. He's another great. No. He's a he's a great Tony Stark villain, not an Iron Man villain. Yeah, yeah. Tony Stark's not here. Whatever. I, he shouldn't True. be back. Whatever. I think, uh yeah, there you go. I There's think, my very specific niche fear. I think the best thing that could have happened to Mordo would have been if Wanda would have killed him at the beginning of that movie. Nope. I think that would have been a very interesting start. And I'm like, cool. That was he's good. still gotta go on like a witch hunt. I think that's what we need well, to that see. Was the point. We got... That's how it was supposed to be. He was supposed to be going on a witch hunt. And oh, that's fine the then. Yeah, way. if they would have done it that way, that that's fine. He got to go on his witch hunt. He killed a couple. I just think, I think, Doctor Strange has probably fears about himself and who he is. That Mordo as a villain would have been an interesting interplay, right? You like the whole question, like, is the villain right? Nobody's watching Multiverse of Madness being like, is Wanda right? Like for the most part, you're like, no, no, she probably shouldn't be doing this, right? And I find those villains interesting. Mordo's one of those villains. That's fine. I yeah. Um. One more round of uh, personal ones. If I could think of another one, you guys go first. I mean, I, I have, I have a basic fear. I think it's I'm afraid of heights. I think I, I love heights, dude. They I've make me uncomfortable. Work, That's why I like them. I've had to work at camp, and I, you know, I did high ropes all the time, and I did it with kids, and I was terrified of heights the whole time. I did Jordan's bachelor party, my brothers, and we jumped off high cliffs, and I was terrified of it. Um, but I, I've always done them. I've Those are bad ones, up. though, because if you would have like cowered, like pansied out in the middle like, of the jump, you were dead. <laughs> which one of our buddies did, like an idiot. He instead of jumping out, he, who, like, was who was Kenan. it? Who was Keenan? It was Keenan. Uh, sounds like Keenan. Yeah, <laughs> like jumped towards the wall a little bit, like an idiot. So of course he hit bottom, and what an idiot. But that's the here there. But yeah, I mean, I'm afraid of heights. And is he fine? Yeah, yes, he was fine, but he oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. You're like, yeah. oh, he died. Like, he hit the bottom, and he was like, oh fuck, dude, I hit the bottom. I was like, yeah, yeah, you did. You, you didn't. Uh, that guy is gonna be a father now. Shout out, Keenan. Hope you're listening. Yeah, probably not. Uh, uh, probably not. But yeah, no. I mean, no, I think that's that's a, a pretty. I basic will give you the I caveat. I've always been the type of guy that like whenever something makes me uncomfortable, I'm like, I should do this because I don't like the feeling of discomfort. So if I do it, I won't feel as uncomfortable with it. It's just kind of a weird thing that I had to work on because I used to be too nervous about things and anxious. And it's just like, yeah, but what's the worst that's going to happen? And the worst hasn't happened in almost any scenario. So we're doing okay. That's true. That is true. That's how those things go. Uh, Real fear. Uh, I mean, on a like ridiculously serious note, I guess I'm like, I have a fear of being complacent because it's 
the antagonist of progress. Yeah. The minute that I, I get comfortable, I'm like, mm, yep, this is the stuff. And then all of yeah. a sudden I'm 60 and still where I was. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that fear at all, but uh, it's a pretty basic. I hate it. 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 I hate the idea of not moving. Do you feel like there's specific reasons why you have that fear? Or is it just like because this isn't so his much? therapy session, Ron? It, it can be know. if you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what the reasoning behind it is. It's just like I don't know. It, it's, I think it's just. Yeah, I was trying to get a sense of was it like a real fear that happens, or is it just like a fear that's just like it's just there and it's like whatever, you know? I, I mean, not. You don't want to end up like. I Ron. feel like the sec. No, Ron. Ron. Yeah. I I respect Ron for always making moves. He's taking new jobs, moving to new places. Good. Good work on you, Ron. And to work on myself more, need to do some new stuff. <laughs> um. Hmm. Uh. I am afraid that the show Survival will get canceled before I get to go on it as a contestant. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> again another one of those fears that are like is true and it's gonna. It's happen probably gonna happen. happen. You should uh, be afraid it, of things that are less likely to happen. Like, and the reality oh, is, like, it's it's fine. Like my life will be fine if I never go on Survivor. Um, but it's like that one pipe dream that everyone's like, "Oh, you're totally gonna go on one day. You'd be so great." And it's like, just tell me, I probably won't get on the show, and like I'll believe it more, and then I'll be I like more okay you. with not getting on. Which I speaks to forever. Coach. It's never gonna happen. You told me forever that you hope I don't get on the show because you said that if I lose, you'll feel sorry for me, and if I win, I'll be insufferable. And you're probably correct on both those counts. Mm. And I wouldn't be able to. I mean, the biggest That's problem fun. is that I would, I would have to watch, and I would hate every second of it. <laughs> either you would be authentic. And then I would be like, oh, I'm so nervous that he's not going to make it. Or you'd be a clown. And I'd be like, oh, with this dingus just out there <laughs> acting like an idiot. I hate it. So I hope you never get on. I'm sorry that I'm crushing your dreams. But for me, <laughs> I've never no, watched I, told you, I need more episode. people to tell me that. And then I'll be more okay if it doesn't happen. Ron, I'll like, tell you that just because. But, like, I don't watch the show. So you could be the perfect candidate. And I'd have no idea. But your your dream is stupid. Stop. <laughs> You're never getting on. You know, one of my biggest fears is I'll ever have to watch an episode of The Bachelor again. Every time Bachelor I out. have to hear episodes of every iteration of The Bachelor and other trashy reality TV nightly. So there you go. It's just, it's just the worst. There's yeah, like two of them I'm okay with, and the rest I'm just like, this is insufferable. All, Ooh, but there you go. Fun. Idea for She Hulk season two. It's like her on a Bachelorette kind of show. That'd be fun. Dude, I think I think I pitched something like that when we did like a, a pitch. Oh, so you might, I think you had our previous podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she Hulk was something. Not she. It wasn't She Hulk specifically. It but She Hulk could be the perfect superhero dating show. She Hulk could be the perfect candidate for that kind of show. It'd though. probably be like a one-off episode. So they probably wouldn't do it that well. No, no, that, that's fine. No, King okay. Bates would love it. Dude, you no, no, King Bates. He's a great guy. Love that guy. My biggest MCU fear is that Noah King Bates is never going to get to see She-Hulk naked, and that's just... <laughs> it's I all I can live with that. You don't... It, what is it, Rule 67? <laughs> but if, it's not, if it's not the official 37. MCU version of her naked, then is it really Well, that's count? just never going to happen, but, no, you know, no, you, never you, gonna there's happen. some pretty never, impressive... Never there's some animators with some uh, some imagination. All right. I'm sure I'm there's this, a subcategory in I'm every... I'm glad that yep. we can still trash Noah, even though he's not here. Uh, I thought this was fun. I hope everyone enjoys their Halloween. I hope you guys uh, feel a little spooked out by all of our coach. Did you give one? Fears. Did you? Did you an MCU take? Coach did not give an yeah. MCU fear. You should give I one, just, coach. Do I one. We got take. ten minutes. Fifteen, um, whatever. Yeah, my fear of the MCU is sort of being realized every day, and that is that I will never get to talk about how good a movie is 
I will only ever get to talk about what was and wasn't in the movie and does it make sense for the universe. Yeah. I just fear that we live in a world Ooh. where every discussion ever is just about how does it make logistical sense in the universe? And I that's, just want to have discussions about how good the movie actually is. That's a great segue, Coach. I know you didn't mean to, but that's why we introduced the idea of Marvelous Depths. Uh, it's really doing in-depth uh, looks onto some of our favorite movies and other movies within the MCU and other Marvels. And Ooh, uh, we're doing for a one for Halloween here. Yeah, we're doing Blade Trinity. Coach, you feel movie. like that's a, that's a pot because you're a podcaster? Or like, because I feel like no, she I hate everything about it everywhere. I hate it's like sometimes it's literally conversations just like in parking lots of tailgates. Some of it, ah, it's kind of dumb, don't you think? They didn't even mention the um, the, the big giant immortal and the thing. Like, that has nothing to do with Thor. That has nothing to do with the actual Thor movie. I hate you for bringing it up right now. Fair point. Yeah, that's. I think that's why some we liked She-Hulk at least well enough, though, is because it didn't build the universe a ton in ways that were like, oh, it's all connected. It was just like fun, just like random stuff happening, and we wanted more of that. I think the fear is just we always contradict ourselves in what we want. <laughs> that is definitely like true. any good that's... fan does. Correct. Like any, yeah. We God, I can't fans. believe you didn't do this thing, but you did do that thing. Oh, like, the last is not Star Wars thing? enough. Oh, the Rise of Skywalker is two Star Wars. Ah, that's exactly what it is, Ron. I hate it. I hate it. I hate being a fan. Can, of can I give one more fear? Because I think it would be an interesting discussion. Okay, sure. Uh, and I think it's per- it's pertinent to where we're at right now. I'm sure we'll oh, keep discussing perfect. it. I fear absolutely. Well, thank you guys for joining us, and hope you don't have too much fun without us. And we'll get. I'm kidding. All right, go ahead. Ron. I fear uh, the defenders and all the Marvel Netflix shows will not be canon, and I think that would be a missed opportunity. That's a fun and I fear one. That they, and I fear the Disney shows, regardless, will not be as good. The actors have said that your fear is true, but I don't buy it. <laughs> That's the really. Problem. That's an interesting take. I think yeah, you're, just, be... you're the strong smoke. No, I think, it's... yeah, I think they they it's a waste of something that was great. It's they if that. they try and shoehorn, no. I, I they it needs to be at least some of it, man. That's the point. Like, That's the answer. The answer is they will never say the show is canon because then everything in the show has to be canon. That's They'll true. Treated exactly like Star Wars Legends. It's like yeah, I mean this is Matt Murdock. He is the same character, but. Not everything that happened in that show is canon, just in case we want to bring the hand back, right? Just in case we want to do this or that. So it'll be that, it'll be as if they live that life, but not everything in that life exactly happened in this universe. So we it's just Is it could they have done the multiverse thing at that point then? They didn't need to though. I think the, the answer is they didn't need to. Unless you're just one of those people who But like, that could have been the answer like they did in the Spider-Man movies. Be like, Matt Murdock came over too, and now his history isn't his history, but it is. So I definitely could have done that way. That the reason it's a fear of mine is because I liked what a lot of those shows set up. Like, I liked them setting up a new bullseye. I liked how uh, Luke Cage mm-hmm. looked like maybe he was going to be more of a bad guy in the third season. And so if we... If we if they Your don't fear is more that things, you're never going to get sequels to those shows. Less, sure, that's sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. I, but I mean, it's a fear that I've come to accept. But I do. It annoys me to think that I'll never get a true Punisher season three. But I accept the fact that I will get him back as Punisher. I think it's kind yeah, of how I look it's a very mature way of looking at it. No, I'm, I'm, kind of, no, I'm, I'm not as mature as you, Coach. I don't have the maturity. I have no. I do get it. I think it's. Yet. I think it's a, a completely accepting to. But it's been so long since Netflix did it. Um. Yeah, but they're on all Disney Plus now. It's like never long enough. That's the problem. All of the Netflix universe took place within 
the timeline of the MCU. <laughs> so you're just telling me that like that whole thing was its own thing, but it was still it was yep, coming out at the same time as Marvel movies. <laughs> also, yeah, Coach, I just didn't like it when Star Wars did it. When Star Wars did it, it was stupid. Legends was better than the new stuff they come out with. There, I said it. Yeah, you also you probably watch Legends. There. I don't know what you're talking about. To be honest, read, read Legends. You also no, well, watch there, you there you go. They do more uh, interesting things. No, yeah, that's good. That's a good last topic. I'm glad, I'm glad Ron brought it up. Um, I don't want to expose any more of my fears in case someone sneaks up on me with a spider. Kidding, I'm not actually or a, a clown mask, or someone tries know. to drown me. Drowning is that drowning scary? Masks are, are pretty scary. Drowning scary because it probably won't happen to me, but it does happen to people. Not about that. Yeah, I grew up around a pool. I'm not really afraid of that. Yeah. All right. My first week what? of lifeguard training, I knew somebody who died. Not like didn't know them but knew people that knew them were you the lifeguard on duty is that way the root of yeah. all your problems is did you no. murder someone no just gonna ask did you that. choose not to save him yes yes we're gonna keep escalating this i'm mephisto josh uh mephisto confirmed uh thought mephisto it was Sasha Cohen, but That's i guess thing. is it is mephisto confirmed now yeah you didn't know that i Sasha thought it was still just a rumor never no rumors everything everything is facts uh, all right, all right. That that was, this was fun. I love Halloween. Have fun. Take pictures of your costumes. I will. Uh, I'm gonna post a picture of my wife in, in an our costume because it's it's an amazing costume. So check that out. I'll post it's our family pickup uh, when we uh, when we take our family picture this weekend. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be great. Yeah, look forward to Halloween. Like I said, we'll be back on our normal schedule next week. Uh, live Sunday night. File will come out Monday. So check us out. And in the meantime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.